And like we missed this whole month. We had maybe, maybe May, five May. good days. And Memorial Days this weekend and stuff. It's, it's brutal, dude. It's going to be nice tomorrow. Is it supposed to be? I don't yeah. check the weather. I just wait for I it to surprise me. I don't yeah, same. <laughs> I don't check the weather. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I haven't crossed into like the adulthood yet where I like That's a very adult watch thing the to check news the weather. or like check the weather. I don't know like, if I ever will. Paper. I don't know if I ever will. I've never bought honest. a newspaper. I don't think I ever will. The you weather's will. usual. Well, that's not going to be an adult thing our generation, dude. Like nobody's going to be buying newspapers this I generation. Don't know. I don't I think don't so. Know. Who the fuck's gonna it's buy like it? the people that buy vinyl will go back yeah, and be like, exactly, dude. I get my news from the paper. <laughs> so it'd be like a hipster thing. Yeah. <laughs> when I put my face on, it picks up all the oil. It's cool. <laughs> Can't do that on my laptop. It's gross. <laughs> I don't know. The weather's usually fucking wrong anyway, so it doesn't matter. Dude, how are you going to make paper mache without newspaper? That's true. true. That's, yeah. That's true. Once once the newspaper business goes out of business, there goes paper mache art. Newspapers too. Elementary school art teachers are going to be out of luck. They're going to have to yeah. figure out a whole new curriculum. Like, well, there's no more newspapers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone buy Crayola. You better get good at drawing, kids, because your paper mache days are over. <laughs> ah, two big swigs live from the studio. I'm Jimmy Seleski. Eric Glazer. Guys, tonight... We have a packed couch. We got. Uh, <laughs> if you want to be on camera, by the way, you can scoot there. If you don't yeah, want to be on, on camera, it's all good. You, you can get over there. Bring it in. We got John Burkhart of the Thunder. Is it Thunder Club or the Thunder Club? It's just Thunder Club. Thunder Club. It's always tough. And we also got Juice Bruns. What's popping? Sidecar. Hell yeah. Third dude. time back. Yeah, man. Mic. Third time. This is your first time, dude. So you know, I feel like home a little I'm bit. Excited. I feel like it's been a long time coming, dude. It was a long time coming. Yeah, okay. So. Very weird story. I saw the batteries on the table and it just sparked my memory. Monday night, I ran out of batteries at my job. So, like, the wireless mics were about to go out. So, I had to, like, run out and get batteries. But I was down at the Hippodrome. So, the, like, closest place was Lexington Market. Oh, dude, <laughs> And, no. dude, have you ever bought loose batteries before? They <laughs> sell loose batteries? They just sell, them, like, per <laughs> battery. They had Lucy everything I there, feel like dude. you it could just nuts. barter with them at that point. Dude, I, like I got six for could, six. Yeah. It was. Six six. I feel like it's a pretty good deal. Were they like Energizer or were they just... They're like Duracell. Dude, I didn't realize yeah. how expensive batteries are. Batteries are expensive. They're yeah, fucking... They're fucking... I went to the fucking CVS to buy batteries for this and I was like, 10 bucks? That's more than a dollar a battery, yeah. dude. What yeah. the fuck? I got a deal. Jesus. <laughs> Wait, what no did you... No packaging costs. Yeah, yeah, batteries for that one. What did you buy them for? Six for six. That's a good deal, yeah. dude. I gotta go to Lexington Market next Damn time. Market. Shit <laughs> runs out. Drive all the way down there. <laughs> <laughs> when I, I was living at my parents' house, rarely do you ever <laughs> want to go to Lexington Market. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm in the area, I'll go. I got some dope food, but like they only do, during though. the day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like daylight is. Yeah. Are, is there like a different law in the city that allows them to sell loose items, or do the cops just not care down there? Because you can't buy like a loose cigarette. I mean, it's just like, like, it's bigger a matter problems of like, just loose no, batteries. it's like a matter of like inventory and stuff for bigger stores. So like CVS isn't going to sell fucking loose batteries, but if it's like a mom and pop shop or whatever, they don't care. If they want to make money, they want to make money. But some of those six, like I'm pretty sure. Well, I think for I think for I have, cigarettes, I have it's cigarettes a and thing. batteries right in front of me, perfectly prepared for this. It's a different thing because cigarettes have a tax on them. There's no battery tax. They're selling loose cigarettes. The yeah, fucking you're selling loose cigarettes tax. without taxing them. Yeah, dude, I don't know how do that, that shit works. 
I don't know. But also, all. you can't. Can you tax an item twice? Double tax? I don't fucking know. Dude. What are there twenty cigs in there? That's I, twenty. That just sounds wrong. I feel like you cannot do that. I feel like you can't <laughs> double tax. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's called a surtax. No and I say no sir. <laughs> no sir. <laughs> cannot do that. What show were you guys talking about earlier? You're talking about something doing with Gustavo, and I'm assuming it's not the Gustavo that I know, but the Gustavo that. My brother always mentions as well. Yeah, he's a photographer. He's super dope. Met him last June when I did my first opening gig at the Howard Theater. And he was there shooting for the other opener. And then he ended up shooting for me. And I remember like a week after the show, he sent me this stuff. Not even, probably it was like five days after. And it was the first time in a Mm -hmm. long time where especially from like a live performance standpoint, when I looked at the pictures, it literally just like zapped me back to that moment. Oh, and I like sick. relived it for a second. And I was like, I want this guy to shoot every show I do. That was a powerful way to describe it to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's well, that's <laughs> really well said. Because you look at him and you're like, damn. I got the chills I, the first yeah. time I looked at him. I was like, dude, because it was like the first time I ever performed in front of a crowd of that size. And I was like, you know, as you, I'm sure you can relate to when you're performing, it's like, it's kind of like a whirlwind. It mm-hmm. sometimes it just goes by so quick. It's hard to like really grab on to like the present moment when you're there. And he was the first photographer ever that did that. And I was like this, and he doesn't charge a lot. He's a really yeah. cool, like chill dude. Um, he's like all business. He shows up mad early, you know, That's he works dope. really fucking hard and, did so he, you said he did a, sh- a shoot for you as well? Was it a f- mm-hmm. shoot, or did he just film something like that you did live, like a performance? No, he did photos for us at Tiger Fest. And did you play Tiger Fest? Yeah. When was that? A month ago? Yeah, Three something like ago? that. Now, did you guys have April to do the whole like battle of the bands process to uh-huh. get in there? Yeah, it was and you a won whole... It. <laughs> we technically, how was that experience? Technically, I've heard yes. mixed reviews oh on how that God, goes. It was... Uh, it was a nightmare. Yes, I knew it. If I'm honest with you, it was a nightmare. It was it was weird though because on the flyer it says um, there's three categories. There was hip hop slash singers. Uh, there was bands and DJs, mm-hmm. and it, they said that on the flyer it was like all this fine print stuff. It was just kind of bizarre. Just too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, there was only one hip hop group or singer group, so they were in. They won, <sighs> which was weird. And then um, there was three bands, and then one of the bands dropped out because they, just timing just didn't work out, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then after we finished, like after everything was said and done, the DJs literally had like a 45-minute set each. There was three DJs. It was ridiculous. They each got like... It was this weird DJ battle thing. And they just kept... It was like each DJ would get five minutes and then the next DJ would get five minutes. Like, yo, DJ, blah, blah, blah. Like, let's hear what you got. And like everybody would be like, oh, that shit. Yeah. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was so much. It was way too long. And by the end of it, we were all sitting there and we were like, nah, we didn't win. Like, it's, you know... I I, I was there and I was like, I don't know why I'm still here. I should have just gone home. you were competing against the DJs. No, but like that was the confusing part. We were like, are we competing against the DJs? Like who is, who are we competing against? Because there was, at that point, there was literally, it was us and another band and then the hip hop guys. And But the while, other band dropped out. Yeah. So it was just. So it was, it was two bands, two three bands. DJs and a hip hop group. Yeah. And they all walked into Tiger Fest. <laughs> Basically. I mean, one of the so DJs. So why they had the battle of the bands then? Because that's the format they were working with. See, see, yeah. I, when I was going there like a while back, 
when I was going there, they actually had it was it was done well because they actually had a legitimate battle of the bands in the union hall. And so like like I saw when I was there probably as a freshman and I watched like five bands get up and they were all pretty decently good. And then and then one of them I guess one of them wins and then they would literally on Tiger Fest because they would do it as one day and that they would go up on the stage before the actual headliner and play like as the opening band before the headliner at Tiger yeah, Fest. That's what yeah, we did. That's and, what they did. Yeah. Okay, because because we yeah. had these guys in here before that said that two years ago they they won that competition and then they had divided it between two nights. So like they that's what they, they had, did this year too. That's oh, so what they've you, been doing. I'm pretty sure. But so so the the night that you guys played was not the night that the headliner. No, that wasn't like the main night. That night was um, Chase Bryant, who's a country guy. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. He was cool. He's a small guy, by the way. Like, super <laughs> small. Little guy. Those, yeah, most country guys are. Kenny Chesney, very small guy. I was super surprised. Kenny Chesney, Big yeah. hair, small guy. Um, <laughs> but I feel like that ruins it, kind of, because, like, the whole point is, like, you're supposed to be the... I'd be like, if you got, you know, like, you do a lot of opening gigs. Like, if, like, you're, like, opening for fucking... Uh, what's the guy? Made the in Black, Tokyo. Yeah, like, something like that. And they're just like, yeah, 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 you're going to open up for Made in Tokyo. He's playing on Saturday. Like, great, what time do I show up? He's like, 6 o'clock Friday, dog be there you just fucking hop on stage it's like what's the fuck he's not even gonna fucking be there right i'm just playing it's like a different show you know i don't know i feel like towson really fucked that up oh dude they could give less of a shit about us it was it was so i it was such a nightmare the whole (laughs) literally the whole process okay so back to the um the actual battle of the bands they were uh they were saying like who won or whatever, and the guy was like, oh, we have a surprise winner, and it was the hip-hop dude. I was like, oh, okay. It's, it was like a weird, like, I'm not surprised, but this is just bizarre. And then it was down to the two, because they were like, now we have, basically, they were like, without saying it, they were like, we have one loser, because there was three live acts. You know what I mean? There was the two bands plus the um, hip-hop duo. So the hip-hop duo won. Like, they were they were done. Okay, so it was down to two bands. It was us and I can't remember the other band's name was. But Mm -hmm. they were like, oh, Thunder Club. And we were like, oh, yeah, sweet, great. This is awesome. (laughs) And in the back of my mind, I was thinking to myself, like this was a month down the road or whatever. But when they pull out the times for the show, I was like, I have just the weirdest feeling that they're going to do us, then the hip hop duo, then the headliner. And when I heard it was Chase Bryant, I was like, okay, there's some hope because he's a band, we're a band. Like, it just, it makes sense. (laughs) And then they came out with the times and it was us, hip hop duo, and then them. I literally, that day, went into the cab office, which is the campus activities board. I went in there and I was like, yo, what is going on? It doesn't make any fucking sense. I was like, can you please (laughs) explain to me what, is happening they just don't apply and, oh my god oh it was like just simple logic and the girl like she looked at me like i was speaking chinese it was crazy yeah, she's like, yeah, she had boy girl boy cab. she had zero experience in event planning in none um, of them do none of no, them do oh my god the guy that was in charge of the uh um the battle of the bands I was talking to the sound guy and I was like, yo, do we get a sound check? Because it was like quick, you know, changeovers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. not like we got a five minute or 10 minute sound check, which yeah. would have been nice, but that's just 
that's just not the way it's those not things the work. Way they're gonna do it. Yeah. And I was talking to the sound guy. I was like, "Do we get a sound check?" And he was like, "Nah, you guys are, I think are last or something along those lines." And I said, "Okay, is it cool if we leave because we went to Bateman's and got a beer?" And then I got all these random texts and emails saying, "Where are you? You need to come back and do sound check." And I was just, I said, "I talked to the sound guy. Oh I literally had a conversation with the guy who is in charge of." The noise that comes out of the speakers. <laughs> it was crazy. So I've, anyway, yeah. I, was, I was in the cab office and I was talking to this girl. I said, what is going on? What is happening right now? And she, she looked at me like I was crazy. Like I had just <laughs> taken, it was like I was, what's that guy's name in um, that Denzel movie when he takes PCP? Uh, uh, training day? Yeah, training day. It was like I had just taken PCP and I walked in there. I was like, yo, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it was, and she just looked at me while I was saying, I didn't even say anything as explicit. I just wanted, I was like, what is your reasoning? I just need to understand at what point did you go, it makes sense to put a rap duo before a country Dude, artist. they apply... Dude, it, it's the most frustrating thing because you're looking at something like that. Towson, which is a fairly big school. As long... as Second far as biggest it, next to... Second biggest um, in Maryland, yeah. Park. And, like, it's a place where we can get real talent coming through. It's an opportunity to get real talent coming through Baltimore. And it's really an opportunity when you do that Battle of Bands to expose and put on exhibit real talent from Baltimore, you know, to really give these guys a chance to really show you what you're made of. And it's fucking managed by these people who have not only zero concern for any of the shit we just said, but also they don't, they, even if they did have a concern, they have no fucking clue how to do I it know. anyway. Yeah, no, they're just it was, doing it to pay for their dorm. So oh my they can God, fucking, dude, it made know. me so mad. I had nothing but frustrating experience with the cab because they just don't, it's like, they, just they don't care. why do you do they this? Why do you, why are you even in this like line of business if you don't ever care to be efficient at it. Like, why don't you just do something else? I know. Maybe be a lunch just... lady. I don't know. Do something that you <laughs> can handle. RA or Cut something. the grass. God, they make know. me mad, dude. They make me so mad. And that's just, it's just, it's just a ways, like, like ah. It was tough to deal with. Like, and then the actual day of the show, I we got it switched. So then it was rap duo us. And I was like, I got what I that wanted. That was good. That was I was good. totally happy with that. Um, and then the day of the show... For months, they had given us the times. We were supposed to play from like 8 to 8.30, and then uh, Chase was supposed to play from 9 to 10. Like, it was written, you know, in email. That's pretty much a contract. How do you think Chase Bryant felt about this whole situation? Can oh, you imagine it was, they were... Dude, it got, it got way worse. He ended up complaining because he wanted to play from uh, 8.45 to 10. And our set technically ended at 8.30. So his, um, so it wasn't his manager. It was he was the management or he was the representative from Babco, which is what pretty much like every university goes through to get artists because Babco. yeah, because these because the kids that are involved don't understand how booking works. They don't know how to negotiate clearly. And I'm not saying that I know how to negotiate, but I know how to contact a human being and just be like, Hey, you want to play this show? It's really not all that difficult. Like you just find the management. Um, but needless to say is like, he, he wanted to play from nine forty five or eight forty five to 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and the manager that was there came up to us and was like, so you guys are playing from 7.45 to 8.15, right? And we were like, of course. 
no, we're playing from 8 to 8.30. We have it. I, I have an email. I'll show it to you. Showed it to him, and he was like, Okay, I'm like this is fine, whatever. And I was like, we were all just sitting there and thinking. Now, is this a, a student or is this like this an was a guy? This was a no, no, no. He was on. He was completely separate from Towson. Like he was not affiliated with Towson. So he's other probably dealing with some communication from somebody that you communicate with that is just completely fucking off. Yes. At this point. Yeah. So now he's thinking you guys are the ones that are off, but in reality, it's fucking cab all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Always cab. <laughs> they. they are oh my god. It. I I don't even know if this matters if it's out on the internet, but whatever. <laughs> she, the, I I interviewed for two positions there and didn't get either of the positions, and I, it was crazy because they called me and they were like, um, "I I said, is there something I can improve on? Is there something I did in the interview that was just you know like I could just do better about?" And they were just like, "No, the other candidates had more um, experience than you," and I was. <laughs> I just like, I'm sorry, what? sat there and I was, I was just like, um, okay. I mean, and I'm a little bit older. I'm 25, so. Yeah. And I've had a marketing internship with 930 Club. Mm-hmm. I interned with Bopa, who does, you know, um, Artscape and all that stuff. And it's like, I, I don't know how else I could have, like, proven mm-hmm. myself. Dude, yeah, when I was, I went there for one year. So you went to Towson? I'm still there. I have another year left. Okay. I went there for one year. And while I was there, I contacted, I was looking for a place because I've, I've always had, I've always wanted to kind of find like a place where we could get like a bunch of bands to come out and play and like market it as such because Union sells alcohol and all kinds of other things. And so I typed up this long ass email, like this nice ass, like, you know, I was 19, probably could type a better one now, but it looked good for the time. <laughs> there was paragraphs, it was a good, sentences, yeah, it was there was a good, commas. It was a good 2011 email. Uh, like it really, <laughs> really set the bar high for that yeah. year. And I send it out, and I mean, we're talking like F. Scott Fitzgerald level. And they fucking... <laughs> they fucking Midnight in Paris, he went back in time. They came up to Jimmy and were like, I need you to write this email. <laughs> <laughs> like I really laid it out there, dude. You know? Like the vision, everything. I was like, let's do this. And I get this one sentence response saying like, hi, Jimmy, um, this really isn't the kind of thing that our university is interested in, in, in propping up or something like that. Something along those lines. And I was like, then what are you interested in propping? <laughs> what exactly do you do? Like, because if it's not put the community on black and like put it out there and you have somebody who's literally saying, guys. I will do the legwork for you. Like, yeah. I'll go out and find the bands. Yeah. I'll go out and give them times where they actually start and actually stop. You don't have to worry about fucking up anything. All you have to Let do is just, just put the name on, like, that it's Towson University affiliated. And <sighs> Even at that point, even at that point, you shouldn't have even gone through the university. You could have just done that at somebody's house. You could have. I mean, it, in hindsight, but. Yeah, you know, yeah. And it's, I it's, see your frustration with that. My, my whole thing was I wanted to tap into the college, but the college yeah. has no interest in tapping into into the city so yeah. i mean what are you gonna fucking do they just don't get it man they just don't get it It was so frustrating yeah. that's not that's why i dropped out that's exactly why i dropped out dude they, they just weren't on the same me. page i i mean i have some really good teachers i have to admit but if what are I you had studying my, there marketing if i had my choice i not to defer you from going there because the arts, the art school is com- it's like it's a yeah. whole nother ball game. yeah i'm gonna roll there for the fall just finish that ccbc so. mm-hmm. but nice. I just I wouldn't go back. Like if I had my choice, if I was eighteen again and I was looking at schools, I wouldn't. 
You can use it. You can use the education, and that's why, like, I mean, that's why I'm there. Like, you can use the education, and mostly you can use the connections you gather from just being at a certain school. But Juice, especially someone like you, dude, you're gonna go there, and you're gonna be in classes with people who are studying. What you don't even you you may or may not accredit this to yourself, but you're already doing in a way what they want to study to do. Yeah, both of you right. guys. Are. You have a and I thought about too, like, and that's why for a while I like kind of beat myself up because it's like you know I didn't go to college right out of high school because I wasn't playing sports anymore. I didn't really know what to do. But now looking at it, I'm like, you know, okay, I'm 23 and I'm going in as like a first semester junior, right? Mm-hmm. But again, like you guys are saying, that's a total advantage because I've already gotten such a big taste of like what I want my career to be. You mm-hmm. know, I'm somewhat immersed in it already. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have real world experience. Yeah, totally. You have real world experience totally. with contacting somebody, setting something up. I went down to CCB to record a studio session with my brother, and we like we kind of overlap with the people that were right before us. And I'm going in there, and like I'm sitting there micing up the drums because we were recording a drum take that day. And people that are in the final, like the final class to get their fucking two year degree for sound engineering. Have no fucking clue how to mic a kick drum. No fucking clue how to set up overheads. Just setting up, up arbitrarily. They're not fucking measuring it from the snare or anything. Like, just fuck it. Oh Put up God. two mics. Just see how it sounds. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is unfucking real. Unfucking real. But but at the same time, unfortunately, from what I can gather at the moment, is that piece of paper looks good to certain people. But I mean, it doesn't mean shit in my book. It does. Yeah. But it only takes you so far. Yeah, it depends on what you're trying to do. Yeah, that's if you're trying to look good for somebody else's, like, I don't know, if you're trying to make yourself look good for somebody else to hire you, then yeah, all that shit matters. Yeah. If you're just trying to be dope, there's a million ways to do it. Yeah, absolutely, a million ways, a million to be ways dope. to do it. That's but a I book. think, I think that's a book right there. I thought about a lot. You know, I've invested a lot of time in school already. Like, I've put like two full years into it, so I was like, might as well go get my undergrad right. But also. I think when you guys were mentioning this, it's such a networking opportunity. It is. There's thousands and thousands of kids at our age who are open-minded to music, open-minded to new things, are trying to like be innovative and do cool shit. Yeah. And that can connect you with it. And I think there's no better, well, maybe there is a better place, but it's at the top places to connect it's, and meet with people trying yeah, to do that sure. shit. Especially just going into the music program there. You're totally. just going to meet so many other like similar-minded people. I'm actually going to the art program. Oh, okay. So I'm going into um cuz it's interesting like, you know, I do hip hop but like I'm not really trying to pursue like an engineering degree or like anything like that and you know, I don't play an instrument yet. Um <laughs> but um so yeah, I'm I'm actually going there to do graphic design and then a, a minor in business because my thought is like when I graduate, I want to be able to do anything like internally, and not have to outsource for anything. You know, artwork, posters, you know, f- you name it. I just want to yeah. be able to do it, but also have a little yeah, a little uh, for sure taste of business as well. So. College is really the last place, the last time in your life that you're gonna be surrounded by people who still have like dreams in a way. Like people are still young enough to 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 want to do something other than what they're probably going to wind up doing, if that makes any sense. It, it totally does. And I agree. so, like you know, when I stopped going to school, the first thing I noticed was like, there's it's just this is just this is just life now. Like I just I go where I work, mm-hmm. and the other people that work with me go there too. And unless you make an effort to fucking step outside of your little box and go and find those people that are doing stuff. That's that's how you fall into I, I, you. That's that's what you should be using college for. That's a, a, absolutely what you should be using college for, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. 
possibly nothing else. Who knows? But yeah. that's it, dude. I mean, the connections you make in and around campus is like, it's it's just one of the intangibles of yeah. college. Because I know people that didn't go to college and know that 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 single aspect is like the one thing that they regret about not going to college. Right. Is yeah, <clears throat> meeting people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, dude. Another beer? Yeah. Definitely. Got you, man. Each one, you good, Eric? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think um, I don't know. I I'm in Jimmy's boat too. Dropout, you know, chilling, chilling, <laughs> yeah. chilling. Um, but I don't know. I think for the for whatever it is I do, I feel like I I don't think I could have gotten there from college. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I think the way I've like met people doing like comedy or like video shit, like I don't think I would have made those same things. Uh, at yeah. school That's yeah, a different it's like avenue. to each like it just depends on what field you're in i think mm-hmm. you're right because not for everybody is necessarily the right thing or gonna be something if you miss out on it it will limit you mm-hmm. from making those connections but i feel like there is a large area of like career paths or whatever you want to pursue where it will be an enhancement mm-hmm. i mean there's absolutely certain career paths and there's a certain amount of education that you can't i mean the amount that you can learn from like, okay, for instance, sound production, something like that. I can go on YouTube and watch videos about anything I fucking want to watch. And, and it's free. It's fucking free. But at the same time, you miss out on the intangible of like so many of the people I know and so much of the world is entirely, I know it's so cliche to say, but it really is about who you know. It really fucking is. And it doesn't mean like you know some plug or something like that. It just means like, that's how shit just kind of falls together like oh that's my boy and like he's friends with this guy and like yeah we wound up doing this thing with them and it's like that's how everything works absolutely it's it's Mm -hmm. it's it's not you know it doesn't you know it's not like when people say who you know when i when i used to hear i was younger i was like oh so i just got to meet somebody that's like really important no it's like no you just just got to know people really that's the first thing just know a lot of people be good in a lot of people's books Mm -hmm. you know so that like your name comes to mind when something happens and then it all kind of falls in place from there. And so so if you're sitting in your fucking garage watching YouTube videos, you kind of miss out on that, you know? Cuz you're not you're not in class with a, you know, audio engineer professor who knows somebody down at Atlantic Records who, you know, he notices you're good at what you do and he hits him up, "Hey, I got this student." You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, totally. Know? So that's important. That's definitely important. But I it it's a means to an end. It's a means to an end, and it's 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 efficient for a lot of people. If you're trying to become a lawyer, if you're trying to become a doctor, you can't you can't become a doctor. You can't become a lawyer without going to college. Without school, yeah. There's a you know, so you have to basically step back. <laughs> you too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Doc, where did you get your degree? <laughs> oh, <laughs> YouTube, YouTube University. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw this surgery. It only had 21 thumbs scalpel. down when I watched I saw, it. So I, I watched like correct. a three-minute video. I assume uh, like, like the you just take the appendix <laughs> out. It's fine. Fantastic like-to-dislike ratio on this surgery that I watched. We're good to go. <laughs> A lot of positive comments too. So. 
you just got to step back and look at who you are and, and just kind of work from there, you know, because you don't want to fall into the trap of being convinced that this is the only way to do it. Because that's what I feel like so many people in our generation, especially, have been just kind of fucking convinced that, like, if you don't go to college, you're not going to be shit. And everybody's just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. even if even if you think you're about to be shit, you're still like, I'm not going to be shit. I'm not going to be shit unless yeah. I do this. So, you know. The other sad part about is that about that is uh, how much people shit on like trade school, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. all that shit is really, really important. And I have and a friend, you make bank. Who, yeah, my friend works for BGE Home, and he dropped out of school. I think he was a bio major, but it just it didn't really like he it didn't float his boat, and he went to trade school for HVAC, and now he's making bank. He owns a house and yeah dude ac repair people they make like close to like 100k a year yeah so That's much crazy. of it is just yeah. like like even for me like i was a bartender slash waiter for the longest time and you can make really good fucking money doing that now obviously you don't want to be a fucking you bartender. go to vegas yeah i was talking to somebody dude. today about that the girls in vegas the cocktail waitresses can make up to like a hundred k. Yeah, they can make six. I mean, first of all, Vegas, they don't save it, but they can make a hundred k a year. But the it's thing crazy. is, it's like you know, like I could, I could be working at a restaurant at a nice five star restaurant, mm-hmm. serving tables, and I could be making as much as a teacher makes starting out, easily, yeah. straight uh-huh. up. Yeah, totally. But when you get in a conversation That's at your at your ten year reunion, and you talk to everybody. And one person says, oh, I'm a teacher in, in Anne Arundel County. And the other person goes, yeah, I'm a bartender, blah, blah, blah. Who's, like, it's, just, it's less it's valid all, in a lot of people's eyes. Exactly, yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, it's not really about, like, like your, your boy at BGE Home, like, he's making potentially probably more money than a lot of people who graduated from college and are working some, you know, 50K a year job that mm-hmm. only would accept. But, but at the end of the day, you walk in and you say, oh, I'm a plumber. Oh, I'm a I'm a HVAC installer. Mm-hmm. It's just that social stigma, and so so many people are like, yeah. it's not even about the money. It's just like it's just like that blue collar stigma, mm-hmm. which sucks, dude. Yeah. Which sucks because it really comes out. I just tired of having I'm tired of having awkward conversations with people about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That's annoying, you know. Because at the end of the day, like if you're doing like it's music annoying. and shit like that, it's like you can make a fuck ton of money doing that. But in the meantime, it's like you fucking see people. Oh, what are you doing? For me, as a 25-year-old, when I run into people from high school, they're like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm a full-time student, and I'm in a band. And they're like, oh, what's your band called? It's like, oh, yeah, it's Thunder Club. Uh-huh. And they're like, I'm, I said, you know, what are you doing? Like, oh, I work at a firm or this and that. Like, I'm a recruiter or whatever. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It's like, it's that weird feeling of, you know, We're all they, around the same age. You're a little bit younger. I'm yeah, 24. Yeah. Eric's yeah, 24. 24. You're 25. 23. 25 yeah. this year. Oh, you're 25 this year, dude? Yeah, in September. You are too, dude. Oh, <laughs> in, shit. <laughs> I gotta, 25 in August, dude. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta, I gotta fucking go. I gotta do something with my life right now. Holy shit. <laughs> Damn, what am I doing right it's now? Not, it's not over yet. It's not <laughs> on, the, on the awkward conversation, I, at work the other day, I was bartending with my friend Tim. and we're Where are you bartending? Bar- uh, Rouge Catering. With Tim Jarosinski? Yeah. Oh, he shit. He works there Dilla like on weekends. He, yeah, he got a part-time job at a law firm downtown somewhere. So he works there Tuesday, Thursday, and then he does like the roof shifts on the weekend. There you go. So we were bartending a wedding, and um, I found it to be really cool because it's just like, you know, you get to interact with a bunch of different people, and, you know, they're there having a, tur- a good time turning up, drinking and shit. But mm-hmm. it's always, I've uh, through Rouge, I've actually met some people, you know, that I've later connected with music stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Not often, but it's happened. But the I guess it was like two weeks ago we were working an event and I had been talking to like this gentleman and 
I gave him my like card, told him I was doing it, and he like turns to his wife and I guess like his wife's sister, and they're like, "Hey, this is Juice. Like he's a rapper." And they straight up started hysterically laughing. Like <laughs> they're like, "No, no, no! Like what do you really do? What do you really do?" I was like. Tim like looked like he wanted to punch them both in the face. I looked at him. He's like, "Dude, that shit makes me so mad." It's like I've gotten to a point where like I almost expect that reaction, right? Yeah. You expect some like kind of weird, negative, like like judgy like kind of thing. Like you get that like cringe look. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And not all the time because sometimes you get like that's so dope. Like I'm happy to yeah. hear you're doing something that is like not you know the norm or whatever. But there's definitely more often than not. It's like especially with that. It's a generation thing too. I think. Dude, but those, those I just remember being so taken happy. back. They're not yeah, fucking I know, happy I know. And that's with what, their lives. Yeah. They're fucking sitting there. They're looking at you because their fucking dreams fucking went down in flames. Like, oh, <laughs> honey. Oh, honey. You just you just don't know yet. But that's not how life works. No, that's not how life worked for you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that's not how life worked for you because you didn't do it right. Oh, honey. God oh, damn. Honey. That's exactly how they think about it, too. Yeah. They just really think they figured it out. But at the end of the day, they're just not fucking happy. And they just don't like seeing other people being fucking happy. They just right. fucking get so mad. That's why uh, that shit doesn't really upset me that much anymore. Yeah. Initially, I like didn't have like a stick of skin, and it would really get to me. I'd really think about it. Like, am I making the right decision? Blah, blah. That was like earlier on. But yeah, I, I have the same mindset on it now, so it's just like I'm unfazed by it, but and I'm and I'm not surprised by it. Just it more happened. shit to add to your fucking E True Hollywood story, dude. Yeah. The more fucked up shit happens, the better, dude. Absolutely. Honestly. Honestly. I That's why I, I always looked at it. <laughs> Behind the like music this gonna be sounds juice. so much doper <laughs> once I get to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> once I don't sound like an asshole talking about it. <laughs> In Jimmy's case. <laughs> Dude, I get sized up at every opening gig I do because, you know, I'm a suburban white kid in you know, a hip hop community. And so mm-hmm. I stand out and sometimes not in a good way. But, you know, at the end it's always love, but like at the beginning of every, when I step on stage, except for like the Blackburn and stuff like that, but when it's more like straight hip hop, when I step up on stage, I get, I feel the judgment, right? Yeah. I feel it. And and more often than not, it fades to like a vibe, right? And we connect. But yeah, it's, it, that's something that I feel every time. Every too, time. Yeah. Like every yeah. time. I people feel like are always like, like, halfway through the first song, people are already vibing. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's like, but I love that. Like, I love that. It's like, because I get to prove them wrong. I'm not going in there like, where they're already like that's cool too to be able to do like the show we're doing on the fifteenth. It's like it's all our homies coming to see us, so yeah. like we already know they're there. That's to have at a good the Audubon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now what's up with this the Canada trip thing? Did you guys are you guys didn't already do that? Did you? No, it's that is in July. Dope. I'm very excited. My first time out of the country. My brother's cool going there. With you, yeah, right? he's going to be playing a few songs during my set. Him and I have made like three songs together in the past like two months. Yeah, three I saw months. that. Um, how'd you guys? How'd so, you guys come? So basically, that? Um, what happened was so Jet. Um, one of my good homies that I've known for like a year now. Um, he, he is a man. I love Jeff. He's, he's a good dude, ass. right? Yeah. Just like good vibes all the time. Um, That's still to this day like our most popular fucking episode. I dude. noticed that. that yeah, a thousand views. Until yeah, now. Jet fuel. Until now. <laughs> Until now, dude. This one's really, this yeah. is really going to fucking Sorry, level Jet. up. Sorry, Jet. We're going to be 25% got the of Thunderclub SoundCloud. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all those views so there's this youtube page called promoting sound which is like one of the most popular like kind of like hip-hop promoting pages on youtube they got like over you know three hundred thousand followers or something like that but anyways they started putting his music up and through that um this clothing line uh threads of dreams that's based out of toronto found him on there and so they actually they contacted him. They like wanted to do some merch stuff with him. And they actually flew in from Toronto to see our last show at the Auto Bar. And so they're there and they're really like, you know, just kind of get a feel for it, vibe with it. Wow. And they um 
just were really liking what Jet was doing and I guess what we were doing too. And um, so basically they decided to put on an event for Jet and then Jet invited us to come. So we so he's headlining. We play before him and then I believe a few like local acts are opening up for us. And this is going to be in Toronto. In Toronto, yeah. On um, the 14th? No, the 13th. It's a Thursday. Um, so yeah, we're like... His crew and my crew, uh, John and Pete and the full band that I usually play with are like rolling down too. So that's it. Oh yeah, I, I guess yeah, you're gonna be there as well, dude. That's yeah. fucking sick. so. It's yeah. it's super dope too, cause like I've I've never been out of the country and music's like the first thing taking us there, and um, they're paying for like our hotels and our like yeah, that's you sick. know travel expenses. So Do you know where it's gonna be at? Yeah, it's at the uh, Horseshoe Tavern. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. it's like kind of like a. A classic venue like in Toronto, dude. I think it's uh, first of all. I was talking. I, you know, my brother always fucking in here. We just fucking work on shits together and just talk. I think it's perfect that that you guys are in like I guess what I would consider like a crew esque type thing. Where like you guys all bring something really good to the table. Like I will say this: out of all the people that I've met um, that have come through here, as far as the business side of music goes, Jet's got it figured out, dude. Like, I that agree. guy, like, I've never met somebody who has just, like, understands the concept of branding yourself, mm -hmm. consistency, connections. Like, it was unreal, yeah, dude. Social media. God, totally. That, it was like he had a yeah, whole he fucking new level. So, dude, he'll media. do those like yeah. live streams and just crush Q and A. He just yeah. fucking just out of nowhere. Gets and, like, it, dude. People will just be in there. Yeah. He he just fucking gets it, dude. Like we went the last show that I was at of yours of yours. It was um, wasn't the most recent uh auto bar thing. I think it was the time before that. Yeah, it was the probably glow. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Release. Yeah. yeah. He, dude, he had a fucking table set up, and like all of his boys were there. They all had yeah. a specific job. Like, one guy was selling this, one guy was selling that. They didn't, I mean, Jet was the only person who knew me because he had just done the podcast, like, that week. Right. But all of his boys didn't know who I was or that I knew Jet already. So they're coming up to me like, hey, I just want to talk to you a little bit. Like, like legit, like, pitching sales and, like, sounding good and sounding professional. I was like, I've never seen this out of somebody, like, that age. It was incredible. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's just such an asset to have. And then you guys obviously have, like, my, my brother, like... I think your asset is like you're a really good fucking lyricist, dude. I, I really that. enjoy your lyricism. Uh, my brother, I like his lyricism too. My brother's a fucking good producer too. He's a beast, dude. He's a beast. He's a beast. And it's like it's like the perfect. It's it just works, dude. Yeah. It just makes fucking sense. And it's been so cool, like kind of moving as a unit um, over the past however long it's been, like six months, whatever. Because it's just we're starting to. Again, like you're saying, it's not about meeting like someone who's super important or whatever, but meeting the right people yeah. and people that keep you fucking inspired. Like, mm -hmm. you know, being around like I, I text with Dom almost every day. I text with Jet, you know, not quite as often, but it's like we're always pushing each other to see. So, you know, Jet started doing something consistently where he's putting up a song a week. And like now I'm on my like seventh week of putting up a song a week. And your your brother does it like biweekly. Mm -hmm. And it's just like we kind of it's like friendly competition in a way. It's like, you know, yeah. we just push each other a little bit, you know. But like you said, like your brother like he your brother actually mixes and masters everything for me yeah 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 he and, told me that. and he's super like efficient and quick about it and you know it's cool too because i don't really give him too much like hey i want this to sound like this or this to sound like that like he kind of just you he know, understands what shit's supposed to sound like yeah. he's honestly he's better than in his uh, he i i still want to work with him a little bit because uh i think he he's never like mixed he he for his project for ccbc 
we did like did like a rock song, and I think there was like some stuff that but that he hasn't worked with before with like mixing guitars and mixing live drums and stuff like that, and like how to EQ snares and stuff. That takes forever to fucking figure. I still not, I still fucking suck at that. But he he fucking like as far as like hip hop, like he just has that talent that like. I can acknowledge, like he's like he's just fucking good at it, dude. Yeah, you know, and I can look at my brother and be like, "Damn, he just he's he's better at me than that." You know, just to fucking look at somebody and just like know how you want it to sound and understand how to make it sound like that. People don't realize how hard that it's is. So difficult. Everybody <laughs> hears bangers in their head. I hear yeah. bangers every time I think of a song. Every time I'm like, "Oh, that's gonna be it," and then you start writing it, and you can just hear it, and you can fucking feel it in your. Everything you're just like okay, but then the process is how do I make this come out of my fucking speakers? Right, that's the art. That, he crushes that. He gets that. He gets that. And he's such a don't, I don't, versatile I don't. artist too. Like, I didn't realize he could sing right away. Like after we started hanging out and doing music, and then I remember he was like, when I got the Blackberry. What was it? The Blackberry gig? I forget what gig it was. Anyways, he's like, well, I can sing the hook for it that. It was the Blackberry gig. And I yeah. was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm down. And I was like. I guess he can sing. And then he came <laughs> to practice and I was just like jaw dropped. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like yeah. his, his raps are awesome, you know, and he had he always had like that that slight melody in the songs I'd heard prior to that. And then he just crushed it. And and now I'm starting to see he's adding that his, you know, his skill in that more into his songs, which is cool. Dom it's wants not, me Dom secretly deep down inside wants to be a fucking singer. I know. I'll tell you that. He I wants think he's like easing singer. into it. He I really can tell. wants he really like wants his most to. recent song Thinking, I was like, he sent it to me before he released it and I was like, dude, I haven't stopped listening to that song. It's like the, that and Love off of Kendrick's mm-hmm. album are the only two songs I've listened to over the past like forty eight hours. <laughs> just go back just and forth. Because like, Dom's a little more that song's a little sad, but you know, like the Kendrick one lifts me up, so it's like that back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But he's so talented, man. It's Dude, been I got such a, a pleasure. I got a taste like, of that the other it. day too. As and as a composer, mm-hmm. and even I only got a taste of it, but as like a musical director, because there was literally one moment when we were practicing. Uh, and you're t- you're practicing my brother's yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah. He yeah. came over on Monday, cool. and we were practicing for the show, and we were I can't remember what song we were doing. It was Gang because there's this like breakdown like weird, in the hook. Yeah, and he was yeah. pointing it out to Eric, the bass player, and I was like. He's on it. Like I could it. tell. Like he gets He it. knew yeah. the song. Like he produced it. And out. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's what I'm. Yeah. 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 I could tell he he knew. And he, I think, from a live standpoint, he'll figure it out. But mm-hmm. I think that he has that intuition to know mm-hmm. what things should sound like. Mm-hmm. He's got the musicality, which is something that a lot of a lot of. It's like that Rick Rubin thing. Like Rick rare. Rubin. Rick Rubin doesn't really know how to play an instrument. Yeah. He'll go up. I was, um, he'll go up to somebody and say, hey, I like what you're doing, but play it up here. You don't have to know how to play an instrument to know how to make something, to to know what something's supposed to sound like. He's like a CEO of musicians, which is bizarre (laughs) because it's like like telling Picasso to like (laughs) use yellow instead of red or something. Do you remember back in like the 70s and 80s, like it was always like a cool thing to mention like, oh yeah, he's like in this band, but like he doesn't even read music or something like that. It was always like a thing that was, oh, he doesn't even read music, but he's still so good at rock. It's like, now it's like. I don't even fucking know anybody. I don't even fucking know anybody who reads music. I I, I mean, I can read yeah. music. I can read music, but like, I can't read music for like guitar. I can read music for like trumpet. I suck at fucking trumpet. Yeah. So it doesn't right. even fucking I mean, matter. I, can, yeah. but <laughs> I know I can, you can, I can read music. You yeah. can read music. Yeah. But I, I feel like I feel like nowadays that's like I don't know. The culture is kind of progressed to the point where it's like the musicality 
lately. And I, well, it's so accessible too. I mean, you can literally go online and look up tabs. That should that see that's and what that, I, I can read tabs. I can yeah. read tabs. And first of all, fucking when you're playing guitar, do you do you play guitar at all? I mean, I know a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I when took, you play guitar, it's like. I did it at Towson. I took that, that guitar class at Towson senior year. <laughs> the biggest joke. Just the thing to do, dude. Yeah. No, I never I never took guitar in high school, but like but it, like tabs just make sense. Tabs are literally just like, yo, put your finger here. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, dope. You read it a fucking is, note it and you're like, it makes it so easy. What the fuck does that mean, dog? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck are you trying to tell me to do? Yeah. You got a fucking line. You got like an Italian word over forte. I don't fucking yeah. know what that means, yeah. dog. It's so forte. Piano, piano. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, dog, I'm playing the guitar, dude. It's <laughs> really, it's overwhelming. Right now. Dude, the GeoCity tabs were nuts because it would be like ASCII art of just like text, like images of guitars and HTML with like the dots on the fretboards where you're supposed to I've hold. I've never heard of this. I, yeah, yeah this, is, this is this GeoCities tabs? Dude, like, I don't know, just like random tab sites on GeoCities. Oh, damn. I, damn, why, why are you looking at that? You, you don't play guitar, do you? No, but I mean, you can just read. It says like E27 or whatever the fuck. It's like Battleship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to formulate why you were looking at these websites, dude. Dude, there's dude, a lot of everyone, stuff on there. I the mean, internet. I wanted to play music, but I sucked at it, and I knew not to play it See, anymore. I didn't know you tried. That was the thing. You, oh, you've yeah. never spoken to me about a time in your life when you were like, "I yeah, I try to play guitar. Yeah, when I was like six or seven. I tried. I really tried to teach my brother how to play guitar when we were younger. You know, I taught Tim how to play guitar. Tim, Tim, really? Tim was my fucking boy, dude. I've yeah, known Tim He's like one of my best ever. friends. Ever. Ever well since like we were we've been we were like best buds since like sixth grade and then obviously when you're a kid the fucking year differential matters so much more so much so like a year is yeah like, a year is yeah, like weird. middle school dude oh my god I remember I remember having I remember an ex- explicit conversation I had because Tim was two years younger than me Tim Andrew obviously they're fucking twins it makes sense um, <laughs> <laughs> they fucking. Uh, they, when they went, when they were in seventh grade, I went to high school. And at that point, it's like, well, freshman year, I was still kind of a fucking bitch. I mean, I was kind of a bitch all through high school, but mostly freshman year. So like, I still hung out with them. But then sophomore, year, I was like, I gotta fucking you know make some moves. But anyway, I remember in, when I was in tenth grade, I was talking to this girl who's a freshman, and I felt like a fucking like child molester. About yeah, it. Like, I remember talking. I remember talking to to Drew, and I was like. I was like, yeah, man, there's just one thing. I told her all about this girl. And I was like, yeah, man, there's just one thing. Because you know when you're a fucking kid, you just fucking say she's, shit she's like in you're in a movie. Grade. <laughs> say shit like you saw in like a Disney movie. Like, just, there's just one thing though. And he's like, <laughs> what? I'm like, she's 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 a she's in ninth grade. And he was like, yo, that's weird as shit. <laughs> and I was like, I know, dude, I'm in tenth grade. It was fucking <laughs> crazy. That's We're a whole year shit. apart. It's wild. <laughs> Dude, now it's like now it's like don't even matter. I don't even know fucking years. Like you're you're a year older than me, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, you were oh nine. Yeah. Dope, 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 dope. Wait, yes. were you in the same year as like Chaz and all them, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ooh. And uh, you know Sam King. Uh huh. How do you know Boy Sam Scouts King, dude? Him, dude? Oh, Sam Wait, King, how? the real skinny Boy guy. Scouts. Cross country oh guy? yeah. The cross country guy. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. He was on the wrestling team for a bit too. Was he, he really? Yeah, he. I mean, he did it. He did it his junior and senior year because he didn't want to do indoor track, which I totally sympathize with. Because indoor track is. A, did you do indoor track? I did not. Did you? All right, indoor track sports. was a bullshit fucking sport. There's no reason to do it. <clears throat> Honestly, it's like why? It's like just yeah, the worst version boring. of the spring sport. That's what I'm <laughs> 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 why am I doing this? The only, the only good thing is you just get to be inside. You might as well just play basketball at that point. But the thing is, the track is. 
is like half the size. So two laps is one lap on a regular track. Yeah. Oh, it's like, dude, dumb. I can't do this. Dude, that's boring. It's hard dude. enough so to literally run around the track as it is and to make yourself do it double. <sighs> fuck that. Dude, I Get the fuck out of here. Hate, I, I, actually, I, I like running on track in that, I mean, like three weeks ago, I, for one week, ran on the track at Carver High School because I live right across the street at the mm-hmm. Kenilworth Apartments. Mm-hmm. So I would just kind of jog down there. They got for, one nice, for one <laughs> week. For one week. I got in a fitness kick for one week. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm starting to fucking work out. And then after, I, you know, I was trying, I was like working my times and like fucking time and shit. But it's kind of depressing once you get to a certain age because it's like, I'm at the age now where I can't do the things I used to be able to do. And it's not because I'm, like, old. It's just because, like, I haven't been training to do shit, you right. know? It's, like... Yeah. You have to be consistent with Yeah, it. it's, like, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm fucking like warm up clocking my 40 mm. time, and I'm, like, that's not going to fucking cut brand. it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking... At the end of my 40, I'm, like... <laughs> Dude, I feel like like fucking high schoolers are looking at me like, what the yeah. fuck is this guy doing over there? Dude, why is that <laughs> guy a five o'clock shadow? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a fucking clown. Our school? You look like Jonah Hill in yeah. Superbad when he's on the track yeah. and he like runs 10 feet. And yeah. He's like, oh, I can't do it Just anymore. fucking out. Kids are practicing lacrosse and shit. But, but the, the good side of it is it's, it's a carver. So it's yeah. like they're all fucking pussies anyway. <laughs> so I was like, fuck I you guys. Sports teams <laughs> fuck you guys. I'll still be your ass, dog. You game. fucking art school faggot. Oh, dude. They fucking get me. But uh, I just decided after that point, I was like, you know what? Dieting's way easier. So I'm just going to not eat a bunch. It's way easier than running. Trust me. Next time you're running. thinking about going for a run, don't eat a sandwich instead. Dude, it's hard on the knees. Don't eat It's much apparently before, terrible yeah. for the knees. Not like, eating a sandwich running, is yeah. like 20 yeah. times easier than going on a jog. Just every time you're like, I'm going to do this, just... Just don't eat something instead. It works. It works. You still suck at your 40 time, but it doesn't matter. Hey. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's going to be fun. You know we had Alec on here last week, right? I didn't know that. Or two weeks ago. Or two weeks ago, yeah. Huh? I listened to it, which is funny because he's like one of my fucking best friends. But he didn't tell me, but he actually just left for L.A. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, he's yeah. out of here, dude. How do you find that? But yeah, I listened to some of it. It was cool. That was the conversation I had with him was like, a lot of the reason why I think Baltimore music isn't popping right now is this production value. Like, you can listen to that song right there, and, like, just as a song, it's a great song. I mean, it's 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 every bit as good as any song that's popping in hip-hop right now, but it's, right. like, the production value isn't there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It just needs that fucking, like, it just needs somebody that's fucking top of the game to fucking hop on the boards and fucking mix it for them. Mm-hmm. That's really the only difference, man. That's really the only difference. I agree. That's how I was trying to... So I was trying to tell your boy Neebs before he left, but he's gone now, man. Yeah. Can't bring him back. Yeah. Can't bring him back. Fuck, dude. I think I think LA is gonna be good for him. I think Hollywood's gonna be good Have for him. Have you ever him. been to LA? I in for like a day I've been around it. I've been to like Malibu and Santa Barbara and like places like that, but I haven't spent a lot of time in LA. It's I know cool. John over went there. to school in LA. How you like it over there? You like it here more or what we I um I think it's like one of those hindsight 2020 things where I should have stayed, but it was tough because it's expensive. I mean, yeah. it's an expensive city. What were you doing out there for a living? Uh, nothing. I was lucky. I had my nice. parents to. I had a seventy dollar. I had a seventy dollar budget each week, which was pretty much groceries, and then if I could skimp away enough, at the end of the week, I'd be the guy walking around at the parties. With like two forties in my hand, because that's yeah. literally that is what I could afford. <laughs> Otherwise, like when I moved there, I was speaking of two forties. You want another beer? No, I'm good. You, sure? <laughs> uh, yeah. Juice, you decided to I'm quit quitting you. drinking yet? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Not till tomorrow. Yeah, when I was when I was walking around, I'd be the guy with the fucking forties. And if anybody wanted to go to the bars, because I was lucky, sort of. I moved there when I was twenty, so like for a little bit, and I didn't have my ID <clears throat> at the time. So uh, when we would go to the bars, I'd be like, "Yo, guys, I hope you realize that you're buying my drinks tonight." <laughs> and they'd be like, "Okay," because I was like, I got lucky, and I just had friends who they weren't rich in any, you know, they weren't like wealthy, but they had enough money to be like. Okay, sure. That's dope, dude. Yeah. That's dope. LA was good. LA, like, I'll, I have connections there that will, you know, never be broken. Like, I have um, I have a couple friends out there who I, I'm trying to put in contact with Alec. I have a friend who mm-hmm. produces. I have two friends who do that out there. Um, but it's, it's, it's tough. Like, you have to be fucking balls to the wall it's just kind of like a big pond you know? it is it's it's, it's, a cess- like, it's a cesspool of everyone's talent, pursuing man. that kind of shit out there. everybody's yeah. trying to do it it's like you know for me i always viewed it as like i wouldn't go to a city like that until i was at a point where i felt like like if you can roll into la or roll into new york with like i'm the man in baltimore like if you right. can roll like, into something first though you know because yeah. otherwise you're just gonna be fucking working at starbucks with the rest of everybody who wants to be fucking doing something yeah. dope you know it's like you know, you kind of, in my opinion, and everybody has their own path, I always imagine that, I remember I went out there one time, and that was, I, I, I hadn't done shit, I still haven't done shit at all, but at the time, I especially hadn't done anything, and I had gone there, and the first thing I, I realized when I was, like, walking around with Scott, because we didn't, we didn't stay anywhere, it was just me and Scott, and we fucking flew out to California, and just, like, hiked the city for a week, we didn't have any place to stay, we just kind of fucking slept in, like, the hills and shit, it's kind of dumb, actually, now I think about it. But it was actually a really <laughs> cool experience. That was like that's like a classic like me and Scott experience. But the first thing I thought when I was out there was like, you know, so many people are out here and everybody's it's trying to do something. Huge. And it's like it's you unreal. just get lost in the sauce out mm-hmm. there, man. It's yeah. like you gotta you I you know, you I really do believe that in this city we have an opportunity to do something here. Especially more than ever, especially given all the all the all the things that exist with like the internet and social media and stuff like that, like you really don't fucking need to go somewhere else to do what you got to do. I was about to say that with like the power of the internet and social media, it's almost like irrelevant where you are because you can pop off from the internet in like bumfuck. You know what I mean? If you're really putting can. good stuff yeah, up, look at fucking Chief Keef, dude. Yeah, or uh, yeah. yeah, seriously. There's so like, many artists who just kind of no like from nowhere, but you know they that, had yeah. good. He had a good fucking book, and Kanye was like, yo, I like that. And it didn't hurt that he was from Chicago, too. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, if you think about it, he's coming literally from the fucking hood of Chicago. It's really, at the end of the day, it's Not that Kanye didn't. Now, this is the first time I ever thought about this way, but it's kind of like a big fucking party. Like, I remember when I was, like, 20, I would try to throw... Well, I'm talking about, like, city to city is kind of like a party. So, like, um, when I was, like, 19 and 20... I would like try to throw fucking parties because that's like an awkward age when you're like. That was the not... best though. That yeah, but the, the thing best. is, but the thing you is, you had the makeshift shit. You got looking back on it, it was dope. But it, at the time, all I wanted to do was go to the bars. I would that's, be like 20, yeah. 20 and this a half. Is what all the old people were doing. Yeah, and it's like, and you like, want to grow up. Yeah. I want to go to the bars so bad, and so instead we couldn't get in the bars, so we had to throw these fucking parties. So I throw these house parties, and throwing a party is a lot of science involved. You got to fucking convince. 
We good? Yep, we're good. Perfect. When you're trying to throw a party, <laughs> there's so much panic. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, no. When you're throwing a party, a lot of it is like, okay, so it's like a chain reaction. You gotta hit up your boys. You gotta say, yo, tell tell your people to come by here tonight, and then they tell people, and then those people might show up, and they might see a couple other people. So you gotta plan it. You gotta have like a couple people there. So when somebody shows up, it's not like fucking three people there or something like that. So you show up, there's like six people there. All right, understandable. Beginning party stages. Now there's fucking now there's fucking ten people there. Somebody else shows up, they show up, and it just kind of increases. But it's mm-hmm. a psychological game because what you're really <laughs> trying to convince everybody of is that this is where you want to be. Right. This is where you want to be. Yeah. And if you get enough people to agree that that's where you want to be, well, that's where you want to be. That's the science of throwing a show. That's yeah, throwing a show. 100%. Anything. It's the science of building a city. If you show enough people that this is where you want to be then it just so happens that that's exactly where the fuck you want to be. Mm-hmm. So you got to... Look, I think, yeah. I think that's... Uh, I, I, I'll cut it off there. I'll say that. No, but like... I'm with that, it, though. That To go off on that is, mm-hmm. again, like the show aspect is like... And that's what I've been thinking, too, is like with selling our music and even in any aspect, any music in general, like especially with popular music... You have to get girls to like your yes. music. Yes, when they girls like are such it, a vital component. Guys, oh my god, it's it is the vital. The component. girls come first, and the guys yeah. follow. Because <laughs> exactly, because the guys want to impress the girls by buying them tickets to the show that the girl wants to go to, mm-hmm. and then the guys also want to go to the show where all the girls are going to be. Yeah, and you learn that from fucking bars. That why <laughs> people always make the joke. Oh, how come they never have like dudes' night at bars? Like, how come they always have? Because like, nobody because wants to go to dudes' night. You're not going to have a dudes' night at a bar. You're going to have a dudes' night at your house and at, have your dudes yeah, over. You play like I'll tell you this. I will tell you this. At my stage in the game, which is I have a girl. You're gonna go to a strip club. I'm 24 yeah. years old. I'm doing some shit. It's always you know, whatever. Night. I'm not going out on the town to try to prowl for like fucking college girls and shit like that. At my state in the game, if 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 like CVP or Turtle would be like dudes night, fucking 25 cent wings, blah blah blah. I'd be there. I wouldn't care if any girls are there. I wouldn't care. I'm not worried about that. But yeah. at the name of the game is. The reason they have ladies' night is because the girls, like when you're when you're DJing music as a DJ, your goal is to make the girls dance. Guys don't. When I'm at a bar, I'm not like very. If I'm drunk enough and the song is popping enough, I will go out on the floor and fucking. That is why I go to bars now. I will fucking spend most of my nights dancing at bars, (laughs) dude. That's the best part. I I can't. That's like the best part when you get just drunk enough and it's like (laughs) 11:45 and you're like just you're peaking and you're like, dude. I'm about to get what song is about to play. I'm about to fucking <laughs> at rip that point, it up. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta do that. But <laughs> at the end of the day, dudes aren't going to bars to dance. They're fucking going to bars to fucking. I mean, okay, getting. I would say that when you go to the bar, getting ass is like the best case situation of that night. So you kind of you, you you spend. Time, I haven't pre-gamed with my friends in so if fucking single. long. If you're, if you're single. single, okay. If you're single, <laughs> if you're single, if you go to the bars when you're not single, not getting an argument with your girlfriend is the best case scenario Absolutely. that night. That's like the number one fucking thing. Like if you can make it through the night of drinking without waking up in the morning and having your girlfriend pissed at you, you really succeeded that night. Oh. It's a it's a real fucking thing. That's a real Man, fucking thing. I don't, don't miss that. A, I don't <laughs> that right now. At this stage of the game, I don't miss any. <laughs> As a single guy, the best thing you can do is get laid, and then the second best, like, I don't know, the second best thing you can do is witness a fight. You go out to a bar and you watch a bar fight, it's intense, And you don't get involved. As long as you're not in it. Well, okay, I will say this. 
winning a fight is probably like third place. Losing a fight is the absolute last place thing. If you fucking get in a fight at a bar, <laughs> oh, if you lose that fight. end up on the floor. Yeah. That's worse than... Don't just go home. Yeah, that's worse. I can't think of anything worse than that. I can't think of anything worse. But witnessing a fight—that's like, dude. I went to the rec room the other night. I fucking watched a fight. Like it looked like a pro wrestling fight. Like dudes were like jumping on tables, throwing chairs at each other. I was like, and you're just sitting there. I'm fucking just sitting there. My girlfriend's like, oh my god, what's going on? Like, look, relax. Just fucking watch this. This is better than TV. Yeah, Jimmy, have you told the story on the podcast about you wrestling? Uh, that dude on your birthday. You told the story, dude. I don't even fucking remember that story. You so. tell that story, and I always am sitting. I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember that. It was my fucking birthday, dude. I probably it was his birthday at CBP. Birthday. Dom was there, obviously with like a fake or whatever, and then he like loses a knife. And then, but then also Jimmy and Dom get kicked out because they're just drunk. <laughs> so then, like we're all so we got kicked out because we so decided Jimmy's to at, wrestle on the top yeah, floor of CVP. And then they're like, "What? We're brothers. We can't wrestle. We're <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> it's my birthday, dude." And then Dom's <laughs> like, "I lost my like fucking like five hundred dollar knife. Blah blah blah." And then like Jimmy tries to go back in after he got kicked out and gets kicked out again. <laughs> And then, like, we're just hanging outside in, like, the back alley. <laughs> and it comes up that, like, Jimmy was, like, a wrestler in high school. And, uh, like, we, our friend Ashley Mears had, like, a guy that was hanging out with her. And he was, like, trying to, like, impress her or whatever. And, um, and <laughs> he was like, oh, I'll wrestle Jimmy right now. I bet I could beat him, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like in the middle of the alley, like right next to the dumpster with like trash juice all over I the ground. I really wish I fucking remember this. It sounds shit. so dope. So then like they square up and they're about to start wrestling and I'm me and my fucking like girlfriend are just watching and I'm like, yeah, let's stand back for a second. But also just watch because like I've seen like a couple people just underestimate Jimmy's like physical ability in my life and it's always like so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so they like square up and like within like three seconds Jimmy just fucking slams the dude on the ground. <laughs> I regret that. Birthday like, taps him out. <laughs> taps him out his like fucking elbows bleeding and shit. <laughs> like not Jimmy's but the other dude. <laughs> And you have no like, recollection of this, dude. Not and he just the kid tried to play it off so like, oh my god, it was so oh, funny. The dude. rest of the night, he was just like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I'm wearing like, you know, if I had my different shoes on, you know, I got <laughs> the shoes, dude, dude, that's what shoes, it was, yo. <laughs> like, oh my, my New Balances, bro. <laughs> Jimmy's like, I was barefoot, dude. <laughs> I don't bear grills in it. Damn, <laughs> Jimmy, aren't you Greek? Yeah. So like at that point, I would never try to fight anybody who's wrestle anybody who's greedy you're already <laughs> at a disadvantage blood, dude. yeah genetically that's just, better at wrestling yeah that's just ancestry ancestors just, like yeah. come into his body and yeah, they just take strength. over channel hercules achilles <laughs> zeus everybody yeah. channel achilles yeah. dude you're chan- <laughs> in every weakness ever <laughs> the first olympiads are just running through your coursing through your veins ah uh, dude those are the days man fucking a damn dude that 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 was a good night. That's yeah. So that would be, dude. It was a good night. It was so funny. That's like the second <laughs> best thing. But still, if I had gotten laid that night, he might have. I don't know. Ricky was there. Win a fight and get laid. Win a fight. Laid and because get you win laid. A fight. That's the number one fucking thing you can happen at a bar. 
Anything else is like I might get a fucking cheesesteak or something. Oh, the real, but that's hype too. Like, <laughs> any, you know, really, anything dude. you decide to do with a bunch of people after the bars is really fucking fun. Yeah. Like, you guys fuck with kebab. You guys are you trying curb? Or curb? Curb, yeah. Curb, curb, curb is it's dope. right next Never to had it. Subway right across from in the, the middle of Towson. Oh, oh I like exactly around the corner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curb, dude. Wait, people been telling me to try that out. I have yet to try it, it's but legit I, need to I get my haircut right next to that place. Oh there yeah, at Stairway to Stairway to Steve. I get my haircut <laughs> at that oh, place, it's right there, dude. at Curb, dude. They fucking <laughs> at Curb. I go in there. While I'm eating kebab, bro. Yeah, that's it. They do that shit. They got snowballs too. Yeah, I do a two on the side and I'll also make a gyro. Thank you. Bathrooms. <laughs> Real quick, this show at the Auto Bar is June fifteenth. Thursday, yes. June fifteenth. Thursday, yeah. June fifteenth. Winter doors. Doors are seven o'clock. Music starts at seven forty-five. So, um, Thunder Club is performing. Don Neal, Seleski, Jet Bailey, and myself. That's lit. Yeah. And what? And what time do the doors open? Uh, seven. Seven p.m. Don Eastern Neal's time. the first act. He starts at seven forty-five. I think we should go to that too. I think we should. Yeah, like I'll be out schedule there. Schedule. Yeah, I'm getting in a new uh, a new camera toy, so I'll fuck around with it out. Hell out yeah! There. I think Scott's gonna be there too. Hell he said yeah. he'll be home then. That'll be dope. yes. I just got off the phone with Scott yesterday. He's actually in Baltimore. All yeah, he's this in week. Baltimore now. Yeah, I'm filming a video with him next week. There you go, dude. Hell yeah! Very Up in New York. Here, actually. Oh, cool. Actually, oh, so he's actually at, be in Baltimore. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna shoot it all at my uh, my uh, stepmom is a therapist. Um, so we're doing it at her like a psychological room. therapist. Yes. Oh, dude, yeah. I would yeah. love that. So too. she um she's dope. Um, but she's letting us use her private practice like office Ooh. to do it because it's a new song I released. So it's like there's these two characters in it. So it's basically gonna be all in the editing with Scott. But it's basically like my younger self talking to my present self. It's so amazing. It's, gonna be, it's, it's gonna, amazing, it's, by the way. It's going to be like a therapist conversation. It's so, so that would be cool. sick. I was it's like, no better cool. spot to do it than an actual, like, you know. Yeah. That's going to be sick. Therapist. It's very, like, the song itself is really fun to listen to. I appreciate that. And what's it going to be called? It's called Game Over. I released a song a few weeks ago. What? <laughs> what? what was that? I, I felt that power. Yeah. I felt that power. Does <laughs> so I have a lighter? You have a lighter? Yeah, I got I'm a lighter. so confused why you just did that. I think it made I sense. Just, it I think just, in the real big picture of things, it made, it sense. made sense. It was just my <laughs> affection for yeah. just letting you know how how much how great that song is. Yeah. Game right. over. So That's you're dope. welcome. Right, yeah, man, thank you. <laughs> Still, we got it on camera right. too. That's gonna count. That's gonna count. Yeah, we got the bulge too. And so basically, the immediate twitch. You're <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm so confused. I still am, and I forever will be. But that's okay. Uh, It'll make sense eventually. So the other guys in your band, you got. Your brother, Pete. Pete Peter Burkhardt. Peter Kirby Burkhardt. Yeah, why do you know his <laughs> middle name? No, dude. Is that his real middle name? Uh huh. That's why? my. That's all it's I call my dad's him. middle name. Well, it's also his name on Facebook. That so, actually, that yeah, helps, that's true. So I don't just true. fucking study people's IDs and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So Garrett Cusack and who else? Dennis Chen. Dennis Chen. I knew there was an Asian guy in there. I saw the yeah, Asian guy. I was like, that's not uh-huh. Garrett. Yeah, we're uh, diverse. Very diverse. Oh yeah, I like that. And like um. And Connor Johnson. And so, will all of you guys be playing behind Juice, or who's playing behind no. Juice on the okay. Canada? So, Thunder Club is its own thing. Yes. And then, um, me and Pete play with Juice, and then we recently added Eric Laughlin, 
Along, obviously, with um, Eric Laughlin. Does he? Pl- I know Eric Laughlin, by the way. Lord Business. He is yeah. that. <laughs> That's my DJ, dude. Really? Yeah. Is that, is that who Lord Business is? I fucked with yeah. Lord Business. That's Eric Laughlin. No 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 no, 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 no. I wish. Okay. <laughs> he just blew my fucking mind. Right now. <laughs> no. no, um, Lord He's Business. He's Lord Jordan of the Taylor. Bass. Yeah. Or, oh, he Jordan plays Jordan. bass. Well, who plays? No, no, no. Eric Laughlin plays bass. Yeah, Eric Laughlin plays bass. Brother, right? Yeah. No. Um. So when I. When I was playing with a different band like a year ago, um, it was the drummer's younger brother, and that's how we yeah, met. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's yeah, how yeah. Jordan and I know each other. And then before that, at JMU, was with Alec. Yeah. And me and Pete. Alec, like Moss. Nieber- oh, Alec Moss. Moss. Oh, okay. No, Alec Nieberlein doesn't know how to play an instrument. Is Alec Moss still playing with you guys at all? Or? Uh-uh. Okay, he's doing his own thing. Yeah, now. he's working he's at a uh, Car Park man. Records in yeah. D.C. So what other gigs, because this is something that... I mean, I feel like in genre-wise, you and I are kind of the same realm, I guess, just mm-hmm. because we, whatever. What are you looking into, like, have you looked into, like, playing at the Crown? Or, uh, we talk, I think I mentioned mm-hmm. that before. Yeah, when we talked, I think, last, uh, this past Saturday, I literally, actually, within the past, like, 36 hours, I've probably, and I've only scratched the surface, but I've probably sent out, like, 30, 30 some odd emails, and that's, that's, Including uh, venues to play shows, um, uh, blogs, and like college radio stations. It's weird because, like, I feel like myself personally, I vibe so much more with the hip hop scene more than I do with like the indie scene in Baltimore. Is like I, I like I like the band I like the bands that play, uh-huh. but the scene itself, like the people that go out, it's like I I don't feel like I fit into that as much. And yeah. so, like, I, I tend to, like, gravitate towards more, like... Yeah. I, it's I more of, like, the punk scene is more developed in Baltimore than mm-hmm. anything uh-huh. else. Like, I know, like... Dude, there's, like, a ton of fucking punk bands in Baltimore. Like, there's, like, Double Dagger, which is, like, the godfather of all that stuff. And then they just ended. But then there's also bands that come about that, like, Future Islands. Technically, yes. they're from North Carolina. But they're also part of that underground scene that just kind of, like, blossomed into this wonderful band that has you know just become so popular we've had bands on before we've had bands on before and i always feel like when i talk to somebody who like is involved with the hip-hop thing because so much of hip-hop is more and it's not even necessarily a genre but it's like the the drive behind it there's so much more of i don't know it's just what i've it's just what i've ascertained from from talking to people i just gravitate more towards that and it's like it's it's uh it's difficult because it's like I talk to guys in the band and we'll talk we'll talk to guys in bands a lot of times. Not you. Not you included because I feel like you're on the same page with everything that we're talking about right now. Oh, a lot yeah. of people, it's like, a lot of people, it's like they don't have the same, like the shit we're talking about, like Baltimore and like driving shit up and, and making a name and doing that stuff and like uh. grinding and stuff like that. It's like, I don't get that vibe from a lot of people. And maybe it's just because we haven't had the right people on up to this point. But uh, it's... Uh, which I w- I would love to have people on that that feel that way, but it's just like I've it's kind of like a weird thing for me because I I would like to play out and it's like I don't know, but I think it's dope. The first thing I noticed when I saw the auto bar thing was that you guys are playing as Thunder Club on that billing, yeah. which is sick because <laughs> I it's a, be such a cool thing to mix that. It's like, different. It's, it's fucking different. awesome. Yeah, I, when I, as different. soon as I saw that, I called my brother and I was like, "Yo, I didn't know you guys were I didn't know you guys were doing that shit. Like that's that's next level shit." Because yeah. you're bringing together 
Yeah, now but it's it, just like a party. Yeah, exactly. It's not a rap show anymore. Community. It's like a party. I think that's like yeah, what you're kind of getting at. It's just like we got to move as a unit. Like everyone who's serious about it, fuck it. Whether you're a punk artist, mm-hmm. you know, rock, rap, like mm-hmm. let's get together and like have yeah. a good time and make some noise. And we've talked about that. We have a couple other podcasts. Um, the Darkest, which Eric does with Dark Mark Joyner, who's fucking dope. And then um, another podcast, which is yet to be named with Matt and Leland. And we've talked about how the comedy scene in Baltimore is kind of segregated in the same way. It's kind of like two separate cultures, but the idea of bringing those things together, that's like, to me, that seems just, that's just that, it's just what needs to be done. It's just what needs to fucking happen. But there's like, there's so many just, uh, I don't know, just like baseline differences between the two. Like there's like a defined urban scene in the city and then kind of like the mainstream scene, which like kind of almost links into... The clubs, essentially, but also the urban scene links into the factory. But True. I don't know. It's just like it's just a thing of uh, I don't know. I don't want to say ethical because that sounds fucking weird ethical. or like moral or anything. But like in I don't know. It's just a difference in like running a show. So in like an yeah. urban room, it'll be like a twenty dollar ticket or whatever. And then it's different business like model a for sure. Fucking like a meal, and then like they'll have like eight comics and a headliner, and then which is dope. Oh, that's like yeah. Which Are you talking is talking about like something like Magoobies? No, not necessarily. I'm t- I'm talking more like the fucking like uh like what's so funny? Or I don't know. I don't want to like talk shit or whatever. But I don't know. It's not talking shit because I think what they do is sweet too. Because like honestly, at this point in my life. Somebody comes to me with a show where it's like you buy a ticket, but that also includes, you know, drinks and it also includes food and shit like that. It's like at this point, I'm like, that sounds fucking sweet. Maybe when I was 20, I'd be like, oh, I just want to fucking go out and fucking get wasted. But like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people that could gravitate to that now. Uh, there's, I think there's lessons to be learned from both sides. Yeah, maybe we That's should bring sure. like a charcuterie board to the show. Yeah, like oh, yeah. get some <laughs> fucking get some, some summer sauces, some Capicola, yeah. some yeah. Munster, some Munster, Munster, the bake sale, <laughs> yeah. the merch stand. We'll I'm looking for. I'm looking forward yeah. to this fucking um, auto bar show, and I would like, I would like to. I've never been to Toronto before. I would like to fucking watch what you guys are doing up there. I'm not doing any. I'm not fucking doing anything right now, so I might as well fucking go up and see it. I think that's Dude, sweet. Well, my sister and two of her friends and my friend Tyler Kane are driving up, so I think there is a seat open. Bingo. There you go. Bingo. I'll connect you guys. Jimmy, you got, Hell a, yeah. you got a passport? Do you need a passport to go to Canada? Yeah. Yes. I do have a passport, there but it's a go. terrible so picture. Is that all right? Because yeah. my picture is really <laughs> fucking bad. I mean, I went as long in, as it's still, if, if it hasn't expired. Yeah. It's just it's just terrible because my passport picture is probably the worst picture I've ever taken. <laughs> and it's almost like I don't want to go to another country now. <laughs> oh, this is you? No, it's not me. I'm, I'll, I'll go back to Maryland. <laughs> I'm, I apologize. My, my bad. <laughs> yeah, this show is going to be awesome. It's going to be fucking huge, I think. So that's yeah. Autobar is June 15th. That's a Thursday night. Yep. And then when's the Toronto gig? Um, a month later, uh, we leave the 12th and the show of July. And the show's on the thirteenth. Hell yeah! And right. and real quick, like obviously you're you're at one hundred ten percent juice on Twitter, right? I changed it. Wait, what am I? One hundred and eleven percent juice. It's just juice runs music. Everything. Okay, juice, juice runs, runs music. everything. Oh, Good. Yeah. I'm glad you consolidated. I made that it all. universal. Yes. Yeah, so and and does Thunder Club have like a Twitter? Like no, we well we have Facebook, which is at Thunder Club MD. Okay. There and you go. Then, yeah. 
Nice. Uh, Classic. Because, oh, dude, uh, we'd have that band camp, and then we're on Spotify and iTunes um, and Apple Music. Nice. And we have a song. We have a video on YouTube that was made by Jake Armstrong, which is dope. Nice, nice. Um, Jake Armstrong, shout out. Yeah. Classic boy. Classic yeah. boy. <laughs> Good boy. Um, yeah. I, I'm working on doing like the Instagram thing for the band. It's just so much to manage. But the best way to find so your much. music is go on Apple Music, Spotify, something like that. Thunder or Club. Band Camp. Band Camp. Yeah. yeah. Or you Band can just Camp. Google Thunder Club and you'll find it. Or Sick. just Spotify. Yeah, Spotify. Spotify I saw it on is Spotify. The is there anything else you guys want to like plug or anything like that? Anything else going on that we should know about right now um, in the works? We have a show. Thunder Club has a show in Lancaster, there Pennsylvania. You go. Some Amish. July 8th, the week before uh, Toronto. And it's at Longshore Park. Nice. Uh, and it's like their version of First Thursday. Oh, cool. But it's on a Saturday. First Saturday. That's and we're opening for... Something submarine? I don't know. I can't remember. And that speaking sure, of first Thursday, I was actually listening to WTMD on the way down here and there I really actually I normally don't enjoy WTMD too much, to be honest, uh, listening wise. Also because I listen to a lot of fucking talk radio now because I'm fucking fucking old now, I guess. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so I just, listen to C4. I, I listen, dude, C4 is the fucking C4 man. Is the C4 man, is the dude. fucking man. I love 1090 with C4, dude. He just gets it, dude. I've been listening to C4. I'm like, fuck it. C4, Clarence you're on it, Mitchell though. The third, Ooh, fourth, the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> right in the name, C4. Um, but I really enjoy it. And I, I was talking about first Thursday. And I feel like that's something that, like, I don't know. Is that something? I, it's definitely something you guys should look into. Because they, they, they really do a good job of reaching out to, to bands. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. We did um, last, no. Two weeks ago, right? Yeah. Two, yeah. Not this Saturday, but the Saturday before that. Um, we did, like, a... What was it? The Baltimore Band Block Party. Hell and yeah. we played live on air, which was... Hell yeah. That Dude, was, that's sick. That was like the first time, like me and my brother talked about it, and we were both like, that is the first time we've gotten nervous for a show in a long time. Because wow. it's like WTMD's like... on. It's big, but uh-huh. it, you know, it was just... It's it was definitely like a different air. experience. Yeah. It's legit. Play. It's legit. It's just like, it's a real... It's the Like real a dream deal. of mine is yeah. to be on, you know... It was Letterman, but you know Fallon or whatever, yeah, Kimmel like that. and all that stuff. But like getting that out of the way was cool. But yeah, that was a lot of fun, and it was the whole thing was like a donation based thing. If you donate the most amount of money, you get to play first Thursday. Um, and so then it's kind of like, like a pay to play type thing, in a sense. Yeah, but it's worth it because yeah, it's but like, it's yeah, and like you know those who donate donate towards. Um, WTMD and they put on like Pulse and um, which you went and saw um, Lake Street uh, Dive yeah Lake and then Street the year Dive. before I saw Dr. Dog with them it was mm-hmm. so dope yeah with the Pulse with BSO is cool and then uh, uh, and the first Thursdays and like every other event they do which is always fun cool so. Eric what do you got going on dude uh, check me out at Eric Glazer on everything uh, <laughs> I think if every, you're not every, like if you're not listening live, which I don't even think this is live, uh, I'm at Mount Vernon Marketplace this Sunday. Uh, then other than that, just check out the uh, Baltimore Comedy Festival. Check out the website, baltimorecomedyfest.com. Um, I think we're actually part... You said you worked with like BOPA for a little bit. Uh-huh. 
we're teaming up with them and we're gonna get a booze at artscape um nice. getting some info out on the maryland travel like bureau or whatever um so t- stay tuned for that if you want to submit free submissions so none of that scammy bullshit of uh, paid submissions. submissions. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fucking oh legit thing. And we're going to have some big names to announce pretty soon. So check that out. That's sick, dude. Uh, guys, at Jimmy Seleski on everything. I do want to quickly address a poll I posted up this week on the Live from the Studio Twitter. Um, it was between uh, the it was the best professional wrestler program, promos and it was between Macho Man Randy Savage, The Rock, and Ric Flair. And, woo, uh, woo, woo. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> Macho Man and The Rock tied, and Rick lost. And I just, if anybody's listening, I would advise you, I would advise you. Never to see y- Ric Flair lose. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube. You go on YouTube and type that. in Ric Flair promos, watch some shit from the early 80s, and then go back and revote on that poll because if you can't tell me that Ric Flair was one of the best that ever did it, and The Rock was good, The Rock was good, and Macho Man was good. Yeah, The Rock. But, was I mean, good Ric on the Flair just—he had that rich man swag, dude. He one was nature kind. boy. I would just recommend that you guys look back. And also, real quick, shout out to Laughable. Um, we missed a couple plugs this week. Eric and I meant to yeah. pre-record like a cold drop, but, but shout out we, to Laughable. Yeah, never did that, but so, but yeah, shout out to Laughable. Android app coming soon. Um, you know, check out our podcast on there. Check us out individually on there. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can go on there. You can let's say you go last week. We had Rel Battle on. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like an index for comedians. So basically, or basically, instead of having to search by podcast, you can search and and have to like kind of sift through and find the people that you want to see on a podcast. You can actually search by the guest. So you can actually see every podcast that a certain comedian's been on. It's a really good idea, and they said that the it's on it's on iOS right now, right? Yeah, it's but on it's coming iOS. out on Android this summer. Um, and definitely check it out. Shout out to Ned McKinney. Thank you so much for uh, allowing us to be on that platform. Thank you Ooh, so much for that fucking that. technical <laughs> difficulty, <laughs> guys. <laughs> At LFTS Podcast on everything: SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, you know, we out here, boys. All the stuff, yeah, guys. <laughs> Till next week. Peace. Thanks for when having us. When you say us. that Peace. you want this, don't you know you leave me wanting more? Tell me no one's above this. If they are, you don't see them.